spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. Welcome, nerds. I'm Mark Weber, and you are listening to A Graphic Conversation, the bi-weekly podcast where we read, discuss, and recommend the best, and hopefully not the worst, in graphic novels. I'm joined, as I always am, by good friend and the original man-child, Ricky Widmer. Do I do laundry? I don't know. It's been the same two clothes for two episodes. Right. <laughs> uh, or you do laundry so much that you can wear the same clothes in the same episodes. And with these, it's always one of those where it's like, obviously, we do so many. We do record these multiples in one day. Nope. Because I've got so Just many. Wear the t- same clothes. Mark, it's, the reason why mm-hmm. I say that is Dave and I did the math. Yeah. I have so many T-shirts that I could probably go two months before you see the same T-shirt twice. Nice. I uh, I knew a girl who well, I still know her, but in high school she had so much clothing that she went a whole semester without ever repeating the same like outfit. It's impressive. See, that just sounds like it. I shouldn't say this, but sounds I will. like you have it sounds like clothes? a girl thing. I was just like, gonna say it sounds like you had too much clothes. Well, that, but I would I would expect a girl to do that. I think even still, a guy. I mean, before a guy, sure, but even like still, my shorts, I don't think you should have that much. I repeat, shorts. I only got a few shorts that I cycle through, but shirts. I've bought so many from T Fury and WWE mm-hmm. that it's like, you know what? I can go a while before I repeat shirts. Yes, you sure can. Uh, And for anyone keeping track at home, how many times has he worn the Fighting Imp shirt? Uh, I don't know. Twice? I don't think it's been a while. I think it's been a Mm. while with this one. Usually I save this for the PTP or if we're talking Game of Thrones. Yeah, we will not be talking Game of Thrones on this one, but we will be talking about Sophie Turner. uh, Mm -hmm. Kind of. Not really. Maybe. She may come up. uh, We're reading, uh, or we had read for this, X-Men the Dark Phoenix Saga. Yeah, we're going to read it on the podcast. Yep, it's no... Mark goes a, a page, I go a page. Uh, it's like popcorn <laughs> yeah. in school. Uh, this is typically known as one of the uh, better X-Men stories. It gets referenced all the time. People kind of steal their own parts from it because it's just a pretty damn cool story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about things involving it. First, without spoilers, so don't worry if you haven't read it, and then we'll warn you before we ruin everything, uh, and that will be in our spoiler mode, but, you know, just one quick thing before we get into this, uh, if you want to be on this podcast, you can do that, especially I know there's a lot of really hardcore X-Men fans out there, you could be on this show with us, all it takes is $10 on our Patreon, and each month you get to be on any of our MVP podcasts, one a month, uh, you can pick this one. That would be a pretty cool choice. We have yet to have a patron. We've had people suggest things. Yes. But wouldn't it be special to have someone on a podcast well, to suggest with us it and then and actually do it. it? Yeah. Yeah, like that would be cool. Um so 
there's definitely some cool stuff uh, that you can do. You can always just be a part of the conversation too on Twitter. I'm at the Mark Weber. This is at Ricky Widmer or at Most Valuable Pod. We've got a lot of options for you. Uh, let's talk about the Dark Phoenix Saga. What were your expectations coming into this? Because you had not read it. Like, this was like you read it for the show, right? I yeah. So yeah. I had not read it before reading it for AGC. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting. My thoughts might have been a little bit over, not over exaggerated, but. I was really hyped for this one because I've heard so many great things about it. Of course, the X-Men animated series version of Mm -hmm. Dark Phoenix has kind of been like my quintessential, like, that is, just give me that. Like, if you do a movie Dark Phoenix saga, give me that. Have not liked the last, what, movie? This is going to be the second time we try um, Dark Phoenix saga. Didn't go... Good the first time with Brian yeah, Singer, so he's gonna try it again. It, though I, I don't know if I count that as truly trying the Dark Phoenix. No, saga. they bastardized it. Uh, it was just kind of a, hey, let's just throw this out there and just see if anyone bites. But reading this, I had really high hopes because of how many good things and great things I've heard about Dark Phoenix, the comic that we're reading. Yeah, and it's like I said, it's one of those things that. When it comes to comic books, it's it's one of those ones where it's kind of a must for a lot of people. It's a must read. Uh, so for me, I, I'm always excited about X-Men. I always think it's going to be a good time when we do this. Uh, so far in this season, this is our second time we've gotten to X-Men because mm-hmm. uh, we did uh, Avengers v. X-Men. Um, and the Dark Phoenix saga, it, it's one of those things where like Dark Phoenix is such a cool uh, character, a cool existence. Mm-hmm. Um but it's actually I, the second time we're reading not just an X-Men, but something with Dark Phoenix. something with Dark Phoenix in it. Yeah, Dark Phoenix is cool, but the thing that always makes me nervous is, like, you know, that that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. um, the last... No, which Dark one? Phoenix. Yeah, but no, but not Dark last Phoenix, Stand. though. Last Stand wasn't the Dark Phoenix saga, was it? Uh, yeah, because it was X-Men X, X, X United. X2. Oh, no, because X-United was the Wolverine origin story. Okay, so... Um, well, You're thinking X-Men kind of. Origins. No, no, but X2, like, they went back to where he got the the blades. Days of Future's Past? Uh, no, 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 X2. I guarantee you, X2 is when they, because remember, they match up with Magneto. Yeah, and, X-Men uh, 3 was the last stand. Yeah, that was the one where they get into Dark Phoenix. Yeah. X2 is when they go into, uh, what's it his was, name, Riker's Yeah, it was lab. just X2. Yep. Yep, you know, you're right. X-Men Unite. On, the, on Google, it just says X2. But on the DVD box, it says X-Men Unite. Because so they right. united. Uh, that was a fun time. Uh, I like those movies for what they are, but it did kind of leave a little bit of that bad taste in your mouth for, well, we for Dark Phoenix. 12, 13 when they came out? Yeah, it came I out know, in 2000. 2003. Uh, well, uh, the original one came out in 2000. Yeah. So X2 was 2003, and then X3 was 2006. Yeah. So three years in between each one. So... But, you, you know, you, you kind of think about that Dark Phoenix and you're like, ugh, mm-hmm. if, that's what the, if that's what this story is about, I don't know if I want any part of it. It does not look yeah. that interesting. Uh, fortunately, the comics are much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, who is this for? 
They're like, who should read this? X-Men fans, Marvel fans, anyone that really likes a good X-Men story, mm-hmm. this is right up your alley. Yes, it's long. I will say that. like Quite very long. Actually. You got to basically take your favorite beverage, kind of put it down next to you, make sure you got a big gulp. You might have to go to the bathroom a couple times. Uh, use the facilities during this one. Um, this was a great one for me as we were going to Easter. Um, that's when I read it. And... Going to Easter with the uh, family, got in the back seat, and I just opened up my tablet and read Dark Phoenix all the way there and all the way back. Yeah. It's it's a long one. Um, it does a pretty good job of keeping you going, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not really that worried about that for you. Uh, the I, pacing isn't horrible. I think anybody really can jump into this. I mean, whether mm-hmm. you're just X-Men, whether you just are Marvel, whether you are a DC fan, I think you'll appreciate it. Would this be a good intro to x-men let's say you've never read an x-men comic before is this a good starter or do you need to start with something else no i wouldn't i wouldn't start with this um i especially if you're a modern person into x-men it's hard to jump back into a 70s comic and be like yeah this art style really speaks to me um you know, because it is very unique yeah it's a very classic kind of uh looking you know comic book style um, to it, but you can also tell it the whole how comics were released of like one month. Yep. All right, you got to wait a while because we got to write it. All right, here's the second one because there would even be times where it's like blah 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 blah. This was referenced in the last up in the last issue. Exactly. Where at the time it would have been like thanks for the reminder. This time it was like yeah, I get it. I'm reading them well, back. And back. you also get people who skip months. Yes. You know, and just and just go in, oh, I'll just pick up the X-Men mm-hmm. comic because, you know, it's the 70s and that's what we do. Uh, so, I don't know. And, and I don't necessarily know that you should jump in with this one. There's other great X-Men uh, comics that you can read. Uh, but it is very important, I think, for you to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should eventually read this. Uh, this trade paperback. Yeah. Uh, so, it's cool. And Dark Phoenix is kind of important for you to know about, mm-hmm. I, I think. Um I think that for most of this, we should probably just get right into spoiler mode. I don't think there's too much we should talk about without spoilers. Um, Yeah, you might be right. I just think that the main thing with this one is, I mean, it's a quintessential X-Men comic. I love what they do with Gene. Um, I also really like, and I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I'm going to say it anyways. There it is. Um, Kitty Pride is in this. And I really like what they do at Kitty Pride because they actually, mm-hmm. in my the sense, they Pride actually make her like mean something mm-hmm. and actually kind of a little bit of a badass compared to like, oh, Kitty Pride, it's you, oh, you, you're a cute little one, like pinch the cheeks mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Where this one, it's like, holy shit, she's actually doing shit. Yeah, Kitty Pride's much cooler in this than uh, Days of Future Past. Dude, Days of Future Past sucked though. Remember yeah, Dante's Inferno? Oh, I don't remember. Nightcrawler? I don't remember Dante's Inferno. <laughs> and I remember how much I hated it. It was like, wait, what does this have to do with anything we're reading? Why is there this is here? No, there is none of that in this, which We is had great. room for it. We <laughs> just shoved it in there because why the hell not? Uh, and yeah, then the Don't end. read Days of Futures Past. What was the Christmas one or something with Kitty oh, Pride? That's right. I uh, forgot about that. And that was just there for some reason, too. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, this this all makes sense. It's mm-hmm. a concrete, uh, con- um, concrete, concrete story. story. Uh and, it, you know, it's fun. You're going to like it. Uh, with that being said, if you want to read it but you don't want it spoiled, uh, don't press pause yet, but you will be able to in just a moment. 
if you don't care, if you're just here for the conversation, then fantastic. Great. Welcome. Uh, enjoy. But please let us know down below what you guys think if you have read this in the past or you are going to be coming back once you do. Um, if you don't want anything spoiled, though, you should press pause now. And for everybody else, welcome. You're back. <laughs> you're, we're still here. All right. So um, do you be, do you buy the hype? I want to ask this question first mm-hmm. because this reference is something that always comes up with Jean Grey. Do you truly buy the hype that Jean Grey is like the most powerful X-Men? Yes. Yeah. The reason why is basically because the from what X-Men has told me, mm-hmm. the leader of the X-Men is a telepath. It is yep. Professor X. And basically in the world, when you look at it, just in this comic alone, mm-hmm. who were the mutants that were the most powerful? This is all about psychics, telepaths. Professor, Professor X, what he was able to do, especially with Kitty Pride's family. Mm. Emma Frost, yeah. how she was able to capture the X-Men by herself, basically, mm-hmm. with the help of her goons, but basically by herself. Mastermind. And the one thing I will say about that. I love the like gut ruthlessness of mm-hmm. Emma Frost, where it's basically like, oh, our men are back there. Like, they didn't capture the X-Men. We should save them. Nope. They knew what they were getting into. They failed. Boom. Dead. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, if you don't if you don't succeed, you are dead to me, literally. Oh, my God. That is awesome. So, yeah, with Jean Grey being a telepath, I believe the hype. Of her being so powerful. And that's why I believe maybe the Dark Phoenix was drawn to her. Because it could see, like, Emma Frost and Professor X, to me, are more in control of their power. Jean, because she's so powerful, Mm -hmm. I've always seen it to where she's not in control of it like she should be. And that's why something like the Dark Phoenix was able to get in and infect her. They always try and sell Jean Grey as uh, this really powerful person who can never control it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing where I say part of me doesn't buy it because she always fails. Like, Jean Grey does a lot of, like, not being successful mm-hmm. at, at a lot of this and, like, can never truly unlock her powers. And uh, with Dark Phoenix, I think is a big part of it, too, where she ends up losing uh, quite impressively at the end you know she dies uh but it, but there's the other side of it too that comes from this too with the watcher saying that Jean Grey could have lived to become a god mm-hmm. but it's more important that she die a human yeah. um so you know you have this interesting balance where it's like oh, I mean I don't know I mean I also kind of see it as I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to use the word naive but I think that's the word I'm going to use with it too mm-hmm. whereas like I always saw, obviously, Emma Frost is a bad guy, and bad guys are usually not naive. Um, Professor X is also not naive. Like, Professor X knows the reality of it, of basically life, and is not going to live in a fantasy world where I feel like Jean Grey, it kind of goes back to our conversation, and this, I'm not going to give any Game of Thrones spoilers, um, but... Check out episode two of the MVP podcast, which will be coming out in June um, that Mark and I did. Or you can patreon.com backslash most about podcast for a dollar. You can check it out right now as it's live there. When we were talking about Jamie's character arc, Mm -hmm. 
And you had mentioned where it's like everyone's getting mad at like the how he's still flawed at this point. And it's not a complete like arc to where he conquered his flaws. That's what I see with Jean Grey of like because of her being and I I still don't even know if naive's the word, but I'm still gonna use it. Like with her and that naivety, where it's basically she is not like it's a relatable thing of I have this flaw mm-hmm. and she's just not able to con- like to control it. Where it's almost like to me, where people with a Avengers Endgame loved Thor. Like people love Thor mm. in Avengers Endgame because there's so many memes that I've seen where it's basically like Thor was depressed, Thor was down, Thor thought he was worthless, but in the end, even though he was depressed, even though he was down, that didn't make him worthless because he was still able to basically control Mew Mew and still have Stormbreaker, even though how he was feeling. I kind of almost get a feeling of that with Gene, where it's like there are going to be things in your life, some people, where you have this great power, but you just can't control it and you can't get a grasp of it. And it's totally okay if you can't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, I don't know if Stanley was thinking about that when he wrote Gene Gray. But I get a little bit of that Jean Grey where it's like, it's okay to be flawed. It's okay to not master everything and still have to battle with yourself. Yeah. The only hard part with that is the fact that, well, with Jean Grey, inevitably she dies. Like, she fails yeah. in a way. And she kind of sacrifices herself. Um, but For the greater good. Yeah. Unfortunately, with, you know, for, for the Phoenix power, uh, that it just goes... All right, I'll go back into my little egg and I'll go get somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't doesn't stop. No, it's like the Terminator. You can only delay it. You cannot stop it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there definitely is a little bit of that, and she kind of is Scott part of the problem. I don't know because Scott, like her love for Scott, like is that but Scott's something what kind of keeps her in grounded? check a little bit? Okay, and there's that issue with uh, where um, Scott and, and Mastermind are, are fighting each other mm. um, psychically, and uh, Scott loses, and then that sets Jean off again as uh, sets her back to Dark Phoenix. Um, can I also add in here that are I you ta- you're not talking about the sword fight, right? Uh. No. You're talking about after we knew he was mastermind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because there was also that, like, that was, to me, Mm -hmm. a great twist that I didn't even catch when they showed the shadow. And Mm -hmm. they, it's like Stan Lee wanted you to know, where it was basically like a, huh, the shadow made a weird thing that doesn't look like Moriarty. And you're like, oh, all right, whatever. Um, and then looking back and you're looking at I kind of looked at it and went, mm-hmm. Ricky, you're so fucking stupid. You should have. Yeah. That should have clicked the light bulb of like, huh, that shouldn't make sense. Also, want before somebody yells at us, Stanley mm-hmm. is not one of the writers of this. Oh, okay. Comment. That was my mistake. Um, Claremont and Brian. Oh, okay. Brian, Breen, something like that. John Brian. Uh, I just like giving Stanley Someone get mad at us about that. I said this guy's name wrong. But anyways, I do love the fact that this should set a big warning bell off for everybody. Mm-hmm. Jean Grey's out in space having a good time, uh, and she comes back with a new costume and says, I'm Phoenix now. Yeah. Uh, everyone should go, 
Uh, hold on one second. What's I don't know about on? this. Is a little weird. Uh, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, people should ask a little bit more questions of why Jean uh, suddenly is a lot more powerful and refers to herself as something else. Yeah. Uh, when someone comes back and says, nope, this is who I am now. Forget about my old self. Yes, yes, some questions. Um, so do you like the space stuff? I mean, not just like the her being in space mm-hmm. initially. Like, do you like Jean Grey literally destroying a planet of full of people uh, and you know being what? considered worse than uh, Galactica- Galacticus? I do. Galactus. And, the re- and the reason why I like it is because of it shows kind of like the oh, just I'm how trying deadly to think. she is. Well, not just that, where it's like if her pot, like it shows how strong she can be. And it's almost like that thing where we've seen with other characters before, where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, if by you trying to be by you trying to be good, you are keeping your powers in check. What would happen if you just let it all go? Just let it all go. And that's what the Phoenix mm-hmm. Force yeah. does of basically like, yeah. No, we're just going to take this dial we're gonna kill. and we're going to turn it all the way up to 10 and see what happens to where you go, all right, yeah, no, she is the strongest. Don't piss her off. Don't make her angry. Gene, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, Please don't kill like me. It's like the, you know, the part uh, with a lot of these X-Men, if you just set Wolverine loose uh, and we're like, go kill because you well, how can't many times really be killed. Movie, like he gets triggered and it's just, yeah. like in Logan, it was just like, oh my God. Like him at the berserk. end, like going berserk and just killing everyone was like, mm. holy shit. Yeah, go get it. Yeah. Go get it, Logan. Go kill some people. It'll be a <laughs> lot of fun. We like watching it. Uh, and that's the thing with anything. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, to, to cross over to DC land only because my in-laws were watching uh, Man of Steel the other day. Uh not the worst. Not the worst choice you could have made. Uh, eh. uh, then they move on to if you had if they had moved on to the next one, Suicide Squad. Uh, no, Batman v Superman. Oh God, don't watch Superman that. Batman, whichever way it is. But yeah, don't you know, watch that. Where Lex Luthor's point in, in this movie, but you also just Joker's in general, um, is simply that well, he could just kill us all if he wanted, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, Superman could just he kill could. all of you if he wanted. Uh, that's always the point with these superheroes that at any point uh, they could just flip and everything goes to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, thus you get, speaking of Superman, Red Sun. Yeah. Uh, so it is kind of fun to see that. It's kind of cool to see that. Um, and it's nice to see her just absolutely unleash uh, and create some pretty Huge issues in uh, the galaxy Mm -hmm. as then, uh, you know, they're getting – who was it? Um, The Imperial Guard. I forgot their name. Lee Lantra. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Where they're like, so just letting you guys know, uh, Jean Grey came over to our our house and uh, she pissed all over our uh, our bathroom. Uh, I mean all over. That on rug, the, that rug really tied the room together, yeah, Mark. On, on the ceiling. I don't know how she got it up there. Uh, in the shower. That rug uh, really tied the room together. Which is Did weird because the shower has a has a door, so she must have opened it. Um, I'm Those, really, really upset. That nihilist bastard. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she, uh, she killed everybody. Uh, and we're kind of upset about it. With her pee, she killed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Deadly. And... Uh, you know, we're thinking that maybe she's got to die now. Mm-hmm. So can you give us? Can you give her to us? Yeah. And we'll kill her. Um, and of course, the X Men are going to say no. Um, which I get because you know 
Charles Xavier, he's kind of viewing her as this little child he's got to mm-hmm. save. Um, well, and he's that's gotta, his flaw. Like, yeah. you even see it at the beginning, and I love the beginning, too, of, like, where they're training and Professor X is pushing them. And it's like, I know what's best for the team. And Scott's like, dude, let me fucking lead, man. Like, trust me with this, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I need to, like, I can't lead if you're always going to breathe down my neck and second guess every decision that I'm going to make to where even Professor X kind of has that thought of like, yeah, maybe I just have to let Scott lead this team. Maybe I'm disconnected from the team. Yeah. Uh, and he's always going to have that savior um, part of him that he needs to save everybody. Because he's like the school of mutants. Yeah. You know, that he's going to save all these kids that most of them have been cast out of their mm-hmm. homes. Uh, you know, if they're not runaways. Like Kitty Pride. Yep. And... So he's not going to let go. He's not going to let mm-hmm. her do that. And that creates this big ultimate fight uh, as well, um, kind of trial by combat mm-hmm. uh, for Gene's life. Um, but, you know, something I do love is uh, the emergency measure of, well, guess we'll just destroy everything uh, and hope that it also destroys her. Mm-hmm. Um very classic kind of comic book yeah. kind of a thing of like, let's just kill everything. But also for the same time at this era, uh, you don't always get the darkest stuff. No. So it's really cool to have something in this context uh, get as dark as we'll just destroy everything instead. Because mm-hmm. uh, at least that way we know she's dead. Well, and that's like the whole impactful thing where like you got to think about it, like take it back at its time where it's like with Gene. This was a major X-Men character that they were killing off. Mm -hmm. Like, it was basically like, holy shit, Jean Grey, who is one of the main members of the X-Men, is dead now. And we got to live with that. Like, the X-Men have to live with that, but also we have to live with that going forward. Exactly. And... Because they even referenced it. It was weird to read this one after Avengers v. X-Men. Mm-hmm. Because when S- Scott goes back to the planet in Avengers vs. X-Men, he references this that we read at the yeah. end of this one. And like, oh, this is where she died and kind of recaps that a little bit. Exactly. And I th- I think something interesting about that, too, is the order that we read these two in. It's like, oh, we should mm-hmm. maybe read them in the yep. app store because now we understand this a little bit better. Uh, but it's cool. It kind of makes you appreciate that a mm-hmm. little bit better. We're like, oh, hey, I, ca- I caught on to that. I catch it. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, in that case, you love the little connections like mm-hmm. that between these things. Uh, and there is an Avenger in this one as well. There is uh, well, technically kind an of Avenger. an Avenger. Where you're like, <laughs> I mean, I guess Beast is an Avenger, but if we're going to get into this whole Avengers thing, I mean, where are the rest of them? Technically, if I'm not wrong, Cap is in it for a couple slides. Yeah, when I guess that's true. Cap basically goes, hey, where's Beast? Isn't he supposed to be man in the phone? Just in case anybody calls our customer service line. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, uh, we got our fighting some people. Uh, you, you broke my car. Uh, c- can you get me a new car? Um, mm-hmm. And then Beast goes, I can destroy another car for you. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I just kind of overall with the Dark Phoenix saga, uh, it's pretty cool. Is, is mm-hmm. it the best kind of... Uh, x-men thing ever maybe not necessarily but it's i think it's important it's really important i think most x-men fans mm-hmm. 
really should read this one. Another scene that, and this was me thinking back to the movies. Uh-huh. Um, so it's the scene where she goes back to her family. And at first the family's all happy to see her. Oh my God, Jean's there. And then there's like the whole thing of like, she's reading their thoughts yeah. and like answering their thoughts. It's like, oh my God, like they're driving her crazy to where she just snaps to where then the dad snaps at her. When I read, was reading that, I thought back to X3, The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I see what they were trying to do, but they just missed the mark. Like, that's what this made me see a lot of like. They gave it a with shot. The Last Stand, what they missed, but also with the Dark Phoenix that we're going to get in, I think this is. I think this is one where it comes out, our episode comes out the same day mm-hmm. that the movie does. I'm going to look it up really quick. But the thing that I'm seeing from the trailers, as we're recording this before the movie has come out, is that there are already kind of ties to the comic. It just, I don't think they're going to hit. And I know that's a conversation for a different day. But like even the one where Mystique, who is not in this version, but is in the first class universe, mm-hmm. she goes to like calmly talk to Jean and then Jean looks like something sets her off and it's like, boom, and she pushes everyone back and that she's kind of jittery like we see in the comic. Yeah. I think that this does make me a little bit more excited to see the film, to see the film, something that I really haven't really thought much about it. And I love X-Men, but I really haven't thought about it at all. And I, I it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to see it in, in theaters. I'll just wait. Yeah, It'll be out is, and I'll just get the DVD from Redbox or something. This is one where this is coming out the day mm. that Dark Phoenix comes out. Yeah. It makes me a little bit more excited about it. Am I going to see it in theaters? Probably still no. Um, yep. Johnny and I will. about it. Johnny uh, and I will. Just... You know, and I haven't thought that any of these X-Men movies have been bad. They just haven't necessarily been that great either. And it's tough because it is Marvel, mm-hmm. and we see the Marvel movie. I mean, the movies aren't Marvel, but we see the Marvel movies and we're like, those are awesome. Why aren't you awesome? Mm-hmm. Can you be better too? Uh, I mean, the first X-Men movie really started this whole kind of thing of like, hey, maybe we can do this. And then uh, with Iron Man, they really hit the home run and they're like, yeah. We can make a good superhero movie. Not just a superhero movie that's entertaining. We can make a good one. Um, But I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the movie. So this is something I've said on the Rick and Johnny podcast, and I'm Mm going to bring up now that we've brought the movies into this, is when it comes to Brian Singer, because he's been connected to each X-Men movie, I found a trend. 2000, first X-Men movie comes out. He directed it, and he wrote the story. That's all he did. Then X2, he directs it. He's an executive producer. He wrote the story. He even cameoed in it. And then we got X3, he did nothing with. So he wasn't on that at all. Then First Class, he didn't direct it, but he wrote the story and produced it. Um, Days of Futures Past. He directed it. He produced it. He did the concept of it, mm-hmm. and he cameoed in it. 
Apocalypse. He did everything, wrote, direct, produced, cameoed. Um, and then in this one, I believe he's also directing um, but didn't write it. And part of me wants to give him a pass of like, okay, the ones that he has not done the story with mm-hmm. have been the bad ones. Those have been the ones where it's like, whoa, what are we kind of doing here? Interesting. Whereas the ones where he's wrote and directed, those have been, because I'm the same one as you. X-Men I liked. Mm-hmm. X2 was kind of like, oh, not my favorite, but I, I don't right. hate it. Yeah. X3, The Last Stand, I hated. Same thing with this one. First Class, I loved. Like, I love First Class. Um, Days of Futures Past, was, didn't like it. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. I That was the one where I was like, ugh. Um, Apocalypse was all right. And then Dark Phoenix is going to be, I am going in with not super high hopes on that. Um, but it's just kind of an interesting correlation um, that I've seen with the movies when it comes to Brian Singer. And f- soon, well, for you tonight, you're going to find out yeah, if, for it's, me. if it's worthwhile. But uh, <laughs> Mark's I, like, this isn't an end game. I might not have to see this in theater. No, I don't have to see it in theater. I'm not, I'm not planning to. <laughs> uh, should they read it? Yeah. I think that yeah. if you should, like... If X-Men, if you like the X-Men in any way, read this one. You're not mm-hmm. going to be disappointed. I agree. I think this is one. I think almost any comic fan should read it. Um, you know, I know I say that thing about Unless it might not be a good starting point for X-Men. The, so maybe you should read an X-Men comic first. The only person who shouldn't read this is people that just hate the X-Men. But I don't know of anyone that Those hates people the suck. X-Men. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. anyone that likes comics. I've never met someone that's like, yeah, I read comics. Man, I hate them X-Men. Yeah. I've met some people that hate certain X-Men, but I've never met somebody that just hates the X-Men right out. That's a good point because the X-Men are awesome. Uh, Are they your favorite? Of Marvel, yeah. Of Marvel, X-Men are the best. Um, X-Men just rule. They have good stories. Everybody has a... Mm -hmm. Has their own power, but I don't feel like their powers are usually that OP. I mean, obviously, like, you know, Dark They're usually kept in check in some way, or or they find a way to keep them in check. Exactly. And it's not just something stupid like, ooh, kryptonite, this random thing we invented that makes you a human. I mean, to be honest, usually, sometimes it's something mental, where it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I've got my own barriers up here that are blocking me. Exactly. They're all flawed. Uh, But we want to know what you guys think uh, as you're staring at uh, a logo right now. Uh, I could go up and change it, but it's it's almost the end. Uh, We don't want you to have to get up. Uh, Anyways. Thanks, Mark. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section or on Twitter at TheMarkWeber for myself, at Ricky Widmer for, of course, Ricky Widmer. We should probably bring up what we're going to read next week. We definitely should. I am looking that up for you why ooh, why the last man safe oh. word That's okay a- so here's the thing about why the last man we've read a bunch of these so far it's really We're on cool. volume four uh there's only one dude left alive <laughs> and a monkey who's also a dude ampersand uh, ampersand who's a real cool monkey uh and they get into some uh post-apocalyptic hijinks uh and try and just survive i'm just gonna say this right now in two weeks you're gonna want to check that episode out you're gonna want to read it because i've already read it Mm-hmm. Pre going into it, boy, this one gets freaky. Good stuff. You are going to want to read this one. So hopefully we'll see you in two weeks for that one. Of course, give us those ratings. Give us those reviews. Uh, and 
maybe give us some money on Patreon so you can be on one of these. All it takes is a dollar to get an extra podcast from MVP and be a part of our Discord channel. But that $10 can be on any of these MVP podcasts. There's a ton of them available for you. So we'll see you in two weeks when we read Why the Last Man? Safe word. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.